Hi, and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Kristen, and I am so excited. Today, we are talking about how do we build body confidence the biblical way? How do we release body shame, body insecurities, and really begin to see our bodies and our abilities and our strength the way God sees us, the way he's designed us? I think you're going to get so much out of this conversation, and I cannot wait to dig in with our guest today. So get comfy and let's talk about our bodies. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith-Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what he has for us? Hi, I'm Kristen. I am an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God to design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God and your family. This is the podcasting community for you. Your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen. And let's be encouraged. Hi, today on the podcast, I would like to welcome Jess Carey to the show. She is an author, speaker, wife, and mom. She has written the book, Chart a Course, and she's co-authored a devotional journal called Unshakable Peace and Unsteady World. And I'm so excited to have a conversation today with her about body confidence. How do we build body confidence the biblical way? Welcome, Jess. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I was really excited when we connected and you said that this was a possible topic you wanted to talk about. It's not one I've covered. And I think it's just really important and amazing. And it's something that we need to have more conversations around. And so I'm so glad we're having it today. Yeah, likewise. I mean, we have Uh, I say in my series that I'm about to release, we have an epidemic of body insecurity and body shame. Uh, Actually, the Association of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, excuse me, surgeons uh, say that over the last five years, there's been a 20% increase in plastic surgery. So we're going to extremes actually to modify our bodies. And, you know, I just think that God really wants us to love the skin we're in. Um, And yet at the same time, he also calls us to partner with him to care for it and nurture our bodies. So that's sort of what the series is about. And I'm really, really hoping that any uh, anybody that joins me for the series will just get that sense of inner peace and inner confidence that, hey, I was made unique. I was made in this amazing and beautiful way. And even though I might be on a journey, I might be on a weight loss journey or a health journey or a strengthening journey, uh, I can love where I'm at right now. And so that's kind of the goal of the series. And so I'm really excited to talk about the topic for sure. So good. You know, and I think uh, before we start recording, we sort of, you know, we're going over generally speaking, what we're going to share today. And, you know, in a minute I'll share, but why do so many of us, you know, get stuck on this image of how we should look versus like loving our bodies that we're strong and we can move. And, mm-hmm. you know, that most of us are very fortunate that we can laugh and hear and, you know, we have all these amazing abilities. So what have yeah. you found so far that, that's holding us back? Sure. So this is really fascinating. And I just learned this. So the invention of the mirror actually changed our body image, how we saw ourselves. Because before the mirror, before we could actually look at our physical appearance, the things that were touted as the most desirable 
in a female and, and in a relationship was actually more about our spirit. It was, um, she's gentle, she's kind, she's loving. I mean, these were the types of words that if you look back, describe the quote unquote, perfect woman. Well, then we get the mirror and all of a sudden it's like, we start noticing more physical things that are important to society and that changes our perspective of ourselves. And then we fast forward and more and more often we're actually seeing images of ourselves thrown back in social media. And it becomes an utter travesty because we're constantly seeing not only ourselves, but other people, and we're seeing their highlight reels and filtered and Photoshopped and, and, and. And so what society has presented is this unrealistic representation of what is beautiful. You know, if you just look out in creation, nothing looks exactly the same. Right. You know, you, Kristen, you don't look like me. I don't look like you, yeah. but God still said, Hey, that's my girl. Like, mm-hmm. I love her. Look at all of these unique things that I baked into her body. And yet we have this singular standard mm-hmm. of what beautiful is. And I don't want to say singular. I mean, like there are multiple iterations of that. Right. If you go into other countries, their standard of beauty is actually really different from mm-hmm. uh, America and the UK. And so I think that this is what has happened is that our identities uh, Mm -hmm. in the, in God's eyes, you know, God's creative identity that he has given us has been stolen by what the world is presenting as the standard of beauty. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even if we look back, um, you know, into the medieval times, women were what I call robust, you know, they, they, and that was attractive, like a voluptuous, curvy gal, like that is what was, ooh, la, la, (laughs) you know, and then, then we had the nineties, ultra thin, ultra Mm -hmm. tall. uh, And then now Kim Kardashian, you know, we've got to have all these like big voluptuous booties and that's what everybody (laughs) You know, that's what everybody loves. And so we have to look historically at how that has changed and sort of set ourselves outside of that and say, okay, if the standard of beauty is a moving target, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't try to hit that. Yeah. I should just look in the mirror, look at all that is wonderful about me and say, hey, thanks, God. Mm -hmm. Hey, I've got. You know, I, in, in the series, I ask women to do a body gratitude list and I, I tell them to stay focused on what your body does, less on what it looks like. And that is really freeing because all of a sudden you're like, hey, I have legs that can walk. I can, you know, I have a heart that's strong and healthy. Uh, I have a wide smile. I, I used to be called the reach toothbrush girl because I have such a big <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and yet at the same time, I'm like, that's one of my best features. And so I can honor that, even though it's different, even though you know some people attempted to make fun of me because of it, it is it is still something that God made me unique. And so that's my encouragement to everyone is like, hey, let's take a look at you differently outside of maybe what you're seeing online, outside of what is presented by Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, and the media in general. You know, let's look at across the board. There's so much to be in awe of. Oh my gosh. So good. So two things that I, that came to me there. One is it's just a little truth bomb, which is I don't hate the mirror or like the mirror, right? It's kind of neutral. <laughs> it's what we see in it, but 
I don't often wear like a longer skirt and then a shirt that cuts me in the middle. And I'll wear pants and shorts. I don't know why the skirt's different. But for some reason, when I put on that style of a skirt, I'm like, oh my good gracious, my hips look huge. Like, <laughs> for some reason, I get this visual when I wear that certain outfit. So yeah. I take it off every time. And yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with me? But it's not a straight, not a dress that's fitting or A-line, but that skirt where it cuts. And I don't know why, but your point it's that mirror that does me in it's not absolutely (laughs) no and and honestly you'd probably go out with your friends or whomever and they'd be like oh I love your outfit you know they'd be complimenting you you're like really I just feel so uncomfortable in it (laughs) I'm the only one looking at only my hip of course (laughs) yeah no one else is fixating on your hips it's just you (laughs) maybe your husband (laughs) yeah that's that's crazy So the other thing, as you were talking, that was reminding me of something I think many of us talk about in, in our lives in general, but so I'm just going to apply it to this conversation. It made me think of this, what you're talking about is basically us seeing our bodies, our body image, our, what our body does for us as a, we should be remembering the things that are lift us up in our life giving, because when we start getting super critical about our bodies or how some part of our body looks that's not life giving anymore, right? It's life draining. It's defeating. And so I just thought it was really interesting because once again, if we had that thought and we said to ourselves, is this giving life? Is this giving me more joy? Is this giving me more peace? It's not right. When I start getting super critical about something on my body and you and I, before the show talked about that. And I said, you know, for instance, yes, some of us might say, I want to be, I want to gain weight or I want to get thinner. I want this, you know, we all maybe have those things, but I was saying I have, I'm just a person that has lines. Like I have lines on my neck. They're never going to go away. They're genetic. Yes. I was born with them. <laughs> but if I obsessed over those, what would be the point of that? I just have to yeah. go back how I was made. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not my favorite thing, but I just have to move on and accept it and be okay yeah. with it. And, yeah. you know, I just think if more of us could do that, realize, mm-hmm. am I talking, am I talking away? I would talk to a friend, right? Is this yes. the way God to talk to me? And often it's not the conversations we're having in our head, our dialogues are not that way. Yeah, no. And I love that you said that because that is one of the um, filters that I share is, you know, how do you filter negative thoughts? Mm -hmm. How do you determine, uh, is this helpful? I mean, sometimes we, we have a check, you know, we have like, oh, you know, I probably shouldn't eat that third piece of cake. And, you know, that's, that's a healthy check, right? Okay. Yeah. I should just exhibit self-control and, and I'll be good. Right. But sometimes they are very, very toxic. And so Mm -hmm. you said it, it's like, would I say this to a friend? Mm -hmm. Would, would this thought, would I ever say this to my best friend? And if you wouldn't, then don't say it to yourself, you know? And, and again, like toxic thoughts are really tricky. And I say this Mm -hmm. in a lot of my um, content, we can't stop a negative thought from happening. Once it's there, it's there. It's like, you can't say, I should stop thinking that way. Uh, If, if you say, you know, I don't know, green, evergreen, you just saw an evergreen, whatever it looked like in your mind, you can't actually stop thinking that, but you can now change it to palm tree. Right. So it's like, okay, you can reformat those thoughts. And so that's what I would, I want to help people do is, you know, like saying I'm ugly. Here's a good example. If you are constantly thinking I'm ugly, I'm unattractive. And the list goes on and on and on. Once you start with the first one, it's a spiral down to very, very toxic places and very dark places to be honest. But 
you stop it by just saying, okay, that is the thought. I am ugly. Then you take scripture and I, I go to Genesis 1 and 27. I am made in God's image. In his image, I look like God. Do I think God is ugly? No, I don't. And I'm made in his image. I don't want to call God ugly, so I'm not going to call myself ugly. And so it's kind of like using scripture to find and replace these toxic thoughts. And it's very, very difficult because everybody has a different variety of toxic thinking, especially when it comes to body confidence. But the internet is amazing. And so if you're having a specific I, you know, thought like I'm old or something like that. It's like use scripture to replace it with God's truth and what he has to say about that particular issue. I've found that as women do that and they replace these thoughts, they happen less and less and less, and they're able to see them quicker and quicker and quicker. So it is a habit, um, but yeah, toxic thinking, it's stinking thinking, as Joyce Meyer says. Yeah, well, I love that because, of course, you know, a lot of us probably have heard about going and making sure that you can find a biblical truth in, you know, maybe something you read or even another Bible verse, if it really is what it means, but applying it to our body image, you know, is really, you know, is really neat because it's taking it to a more specific or next level especially yeah. because it's such a big issue, especially with women. I know men can deal with this too, but yeah. let's be yeah. honest, in our culture, women's bodies are so objectified in things from the time we're little yep. that we are being pushed to this image of perfection yeah. and what people really don't look like, right? I mean, I've, yeah. I'm sure years ago you saw the, was it a minute video on YouTube where they took the model from before when she first got there and then they yeah. kept superimposing her end. And it's like, she didn't even look like, no, doesn't look like yourself. Yeah. Exactly. And you were like, Whoa, I mean, we all knew they, you know, alter images and they do all this yeah. makeup and tape and everything, but to see it, you're like, yeah, this is the image in our head is of the finished product. That's Not right. Really look like right here and now for you know most people. Yeah. And you can't undo what you see. And that's the, that's the magic, if you will, of Photoshop is that whatever image is presented is what we take as that is the truth. That is the reality. Um, Our brains are formatted to do that. You know, we, what you see is what you believe. And so it's really difficult to undo that and to say, you know what, I logically know that this model is airbrushed and superimposed and filtered and la la la. We just look at it and be like, oh, I wish I could look like that. You're like, no one looks like that. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and let me uh, mention this. You had put a stat on your Instagram, I think, well, today or yesterday, that said 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies and they resort to dieting. So tell us a little bit about that and what do you have to say to us about? Well, it's it's a shocking statistic because we're talking about nine out of every 10 of us, even just a skosh over that, are, are restricting what we're eating in some way in order to modify our physical body. And the, the truth of the matter is, is food is fuel. Like we are meant to eat. Our bodies need to eat to live and survive. Now, that doesn't mean that we, you know, have permission per se to just eat Twinkies for the rest of our lives, but, but our bodies do need fuel. And so to see that kind of statistic reminds me that we're actually placing a very high value on what we see on a scale 
on what we externally are getting from, you know, the world. And it, it, it makes me sad. Like, that's all I can say is that Mm -hmm. it just makes me really sad because I know, and I have many friends that have gone to the extremes in dieting and they'll go for seasons where it's like, you know what? I just, I'm trying to get down, you know, that next two or three pounds, or I'm trying to get down that next five or 10 pounds. And I look at them and I ask them why, Yeah, what will that do? Will that then make you more valuable? Mm-hmm. To to others, will you feel more valuable yourself? You know, because that's the disconnect. It's like your worth is already there, regardless yeah. of what the scale says, regardless of how your clothes fit. God didn't say, oh, if you're a few pounds overweight, you're less valuable to me as right. nowhere in the Bible, not ever. <laughs> so, Absolutely. so I just um, think I want to try to um, impart that truth that it's like we we need to remove the um, stigma uh, from ourselves, you know, having a certain perfect size. Right. uh, And also do more of what I call intuitive tracking. Mm -hmm. And so intuitive tracking is, did I feed my body with good stuff today? And again, like to all the people that are like, I ate an M&M and they're freaking out. I'm like, no, that doesn't. (laughs) You ate an M&M. Good job. You had some chocolate today. You probably needed it. It's great. (laughs) You know, um, but it's like, did you fuel your body well? Did you move it joyfully? Mm -hmm. You know, did you do something with it? Like get your heart rate up, have a little fun. And, and did, when you had some negative thoughts, did you stop those negative thoughts and remind yourself of your value? Mm -hmm. And so if we move towards something a little bit closer to that, I think that the obsessive dieting and the really dangerous side of it will lower. Yeah, no, I, that's, I, I so agree with you. And, you know, one thing that I've seen so often is when we're trying to even, let's say that we do, like you said, we want to make sure we're really caring for our bodies and we're feeling our best, right? Which mm-hmm. not only is that what we eat and if we move and we have time for prayer, but it's rest, yeah. renewal, right? Yeah. And if we Absolutely. don't ever do that, we wonder why we, and you know, why we're exhausted. And then we don't have time to actually think about, do, what, do I want a salad? I'm so hungry. I'm just going to get the yeah. thing, right? Absolutely. Our, our hurry. We live in this you yeah. know, culture of rushing and hurry and so many obligations that yeah. part of the struggle is that we're, we are stretched with it, right? Absolutely. And, I you know, one thing here's another little problem. statistic. Did you yeah. know this? So sleep deprivation actually leads to increased sugar cravings. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of right. course. It, it you're tired. Your hunger, yes. Right? It turns your yes. Yeah, so you're like, yeah, that. I'm tired. I need some cake. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. And then your self-control is lower. And yes. I've been there and done that, right? So I mean, yep. I get it. You know, we've all, especially when you have little babies, you're very tired, you know? Oh, um, absolutely. And but, again, this is no, no shame. Please, if you're listening... If you're tired and you want cake, have cake. Okay. Just shame off, shame off you. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that, that's sort of what I was going to say is, you know, the things that I've seen when I've talked to health people, nutritionists, whatever they are, but they're focused on that is they tell people, this isn't about you trying to change your whole lifestyle because you don't like um, how you're feeling or you don't like some element of your health, right? It's or wellness. It's just did you make one little tiny choice today that was like, yay, yay me, right? Yeah. Yay me. I chose yeah. to drink 
another extra two glasses of water. Yeah. Cheer, cheer for that, right? It doesn't have to yes. be like I didn't eat pizza all week and I didn't have a glass of wine. Yeah. Like, that's not the point, right? It's not to berate ourselves. It's to say, did I choose to put some healthy things in there? And over yeah. time, if that's not your thing, it gets a little easier, right? Yeah. As we add in some things, I think. Yeah. And I think it's like you were mentioning, it's like celebrate those victories. The yeah. smallest of of steps that you take towards loving and nurturing and caring for your body well, mm-hmm. celebrate those. Yeah. And, you know, I, I used to be a personal trainer many, many years ago. So that's what a lot of these, you know, habits and things that they come from that place. But I would always tell my clients, don't reward yourself with something that you eat. Like let's keep right. food in the fuel category. That's it's, and and I would always tell them this. I'm like, do you want to fill your body with premium or do you want to fill it with just regular unleaded? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. if you want to drive a Porsche, you're going to put premium in it, you know? And so yeah. that's how I would ask them to differentiate their choices. Again, not because I, I don't believe in diets that restrict any particular area. I think you need a balance. You know, I kind of always use the 80-20 rule, 80% of the time, fill your body with really healthy food. And then the 20% of the time, if you want to have dessert, if you want to have that glass of wine, please, by all means, that's life and it's enjoyable and God gave it to us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. So it's just in moderation, that kind of a thing. So yeah, I just love that. I love what you said. (laughs) That's, that's so good. So let me ask you what other just thoughts or tips you have for people if they're saying like, you know, I, really do kind of obsess over some body insecurities, or I feel embarrassed about something, you know, with my body or my shape or whatever it might be. I loved your tip earlier about, you know, going and finding a Bible verse that you can kind of read and and really pray on and think about and try to replace that with a thought. Are there any other tips that you would just um, recommend that women? I think think one of the biggest things is um, you got to sit with God. And you've got to ask him, Hey, what do you think about my body? And just quietly reflect. And again, I will say this, if something condemning comes to your spirit, that is not from the Lord. You need to just write, you write, write it down in a journal. And if it feels condemning and it makes you feel bad about yourself, that is not from Jesus. You put a big red scratch mark through it and you wait and say, I don't believe this is from you. Holy spirit. I really need you to tell me how, how do you feel about my body? And, and I can tell you, even when the times in my life where I, I had unhealthy habits, uh, God would speak to me in such a loving way about where I was at. Mm-hmm. And, and so then it kind of gave me a refreshed spirit. I'm like, okay. The other thing that I would say, that's the first thing you got to ask God, what's your opinion of my body and where I'm at? Um, and then the second thing is, reflect on how strong your body already is. Mm -hmm. And I had a client many, many years ago and she was um, very heavy and she really struggled to get it to the gym to see me. And the, the performance area where I trained was up a flight of stairs. And so she would come in and she would get up the stairs and she confessed to me one day, she said, Jess, it's so hard for me to get here. And she goes, even coming up these stairs is just, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so I sat her down and I said, yeah, I can understand that. I said, can I ask you a question? 
He said, sure. And I said, do you think that I could go over to the weight room and pick up two 150 pound dumbbells and walk up that staircase without just boop, 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 just like I normally do. Mm-hmm. And she, she kind of shrugged her shoulders. Like, I don't know, you look pretty fit, you know? <laughs> right. And, um, and I said, that would be almost impossible for me. Mm-hmm. I said, you are actually stronger than I am. Your muscles are already doing more heavy lifting than I do any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I said, my goal is just to help you put a few more of those dumbbells down so that it gets a little bit easier and a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you need to understand that your body is already crazy strong right now. And I said, but we can work on making it a little bit easier for you to move around. And that was the perspective shift that she needed was like, Mm -hmm. oh gosh, I didn't even think about that. And you're like, yeah, you're already doing some crazy stuff every day. Oh, it's so good. Well, and just speaking of, it's not about obviously the the strength or the um, weight or muscles, but just as an example. So my third son was a C-section and they couldn't cut the bikini line C-section because I had a big... Um, ovarian cysts that they didn't know if it was malignant or not. And it wasn't, thank goodness. But so they had to cut up and down. So it's like a diagonal scar to my belly button. But if I choose to wear a two-piece bathing suit, you know, I wear one pieces, but sometimes I wear two pieces, you can see a big, huge part. And I have, yeah. it, it became a keloid. So it's super thick. It's yeah. not just yeah. one. <laughs> but I choose to say, remind myself, that kid, I had to go and have surgery and get that kid out of me. It's, I don't, yeah. I don't don't think about like, oh, I have a scar and it's embarrassing. Like, oh, it's huge. Nobody else has that huge scar or not. But I I just have to remind myself, like, I'm not going to focus on that because one, I can't change it. Right. 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 Yep. It gave me a life, right? It gave me a child and that's how they had to do it because of my health, you know, what was going on. So it's, you know, it's like that. We just have to reframe things yep. to remind ourselves how, to your point, how amazing that miracle was that my body and that God made us be able to have babies, that yeah. I could do that. Right. Yeah. And so that's the, the part we focus on. Right. Not, oh no, you know, I have a flap, you know, whatever. So something <laughs> like the arm or I have like a little pooch in my bathing suit. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, but you often have those things because yeah. of where you've been with that body. That's right. I mean, here's the, so this is a funny thing. Like that's like a war wound, right? right I know. You know, yeah. we, we don't shame warriors for having war right. wounds. That's like, I earned that man. That's right. <laughs> and so my mom, she's great. She, she told, tells me all the time. She said, Jess, I earned every wrinkle and every gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she owns her graceful yes. aging that way. And I think that's important that we do. We, even if people, here's the thing. So you wear a two piece people, you may catch people looking because it is different, right? It's, it's, and so at the same time, your perspective is healthy. It's like, it's okay. If you look at it, that's where my child came from. Right. That's a reminder that I got a baby. I got this beautiful life out of it. Um, every, every mama that's got, you know, stretch marks from pregnancy and, and other, it's like, that's a reminder of growth. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. So good. Oh my gosh. So what, is there anything else that you want to wrap up with uh, to share with us or just any, um, you know, kind of how did God put this on your heart, you know, to even talk about this topic with women and try to encourage them in their, you know, their walk with God to really see their bodies as strong and beautiful and, you know, just made just how they were meant to be. 
Yeah. Well, I, I want to share a little story. Um, I, I was an actress many, many years ago. I've had a lot of jobs, by the way, Kristen. <laughs> it's like I love it. A personal trainer, actress, writer, lots of other things. But anyway, um, I had this really shocking body shaming experience when I went on an audition in my early 20s. And the casting director, after I'd finished the audition, sort of said to me, um, well, clearly you're talented, but if you want to ever make it in the film and television industry, you'll need to get a nose job, your teeth fixed and lose 15 pounds because you know how, you know how the camera adds. And at the time I was literally a starving artist in New York. I was like living on ramen noodles. And so in my head, I'm like, this is impossible. without surgery, without extreme modifications to my body and starvation, I was never going to be able to accomplish the dream that I had in my heart. And so, you know, I left that audition. I was super defeated and just like, I, I didn't know what to do, you know, and I felt really insecure. I mean, my entire physical perspective was shattered. Yeah. And so I called my mom because my mom's great. And she said to me, she asked me a really good question. She just said, do you believe any of that's true? Mm -hmm. And it just stopped me in my tracks. And I thought to myself, I'm like, no, I don't think any of that is true. I I think that I have, I like who I am. Lots of people have liked my appearance and not that that was what I cared about, but I was like, no, I, I like who I am. Mm-hmm. And I, so I made a choice and that's what I want to do with, with this series. And I want to help other women get to that place where no matter whether a spouse has shamed you or a boyfriend mm-hmm. or a teacher mm-hmm. or a mean girl or whatever, um, I want to get you to that place where you ask yourself the question, are any of these things actually true? Mm-hmm. Can I control them? You know, like, is it in my control without, like I said, without extreme measures? And can I just move forward in pursuit of my dreams, of my goals with the confidence that I know God will help me get? And that's what I did. I made that choice. I moved forward. I continued to pursue my acting career again. Like it didn't, it didn't ultimately end up me, you know, being some famous celebrity, but but I didn't stop and I didn't let that stop me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to impact people with is let's find it within ourselves to be the strongest, healthiest versions, totally confident in who we are so that we can actually accomplish all the things God has intended for us to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. So good. And yeah, I just, I love it. I love that you're speaking to women about this, that you're going to release this video series, because so often, you know, of course, we need to know what God is saying to us, what he's trying to tell us, right? Because, you know, I know he has big plans for all of us. And like you said, we can't be so dwelling on worry and fear and insecurity all the time, if we're to go and step into right his plan for us. And so I think it's so good. And I think we should continue. I love earlier, you mentioned about the the body um, gratitude journaling. And I think that's so good. And I even hear people, people around them. Now I'm not talking about if people are shaming you, but their friends will tell them, you look so amazing. You look gorgeous. I love your hair, your eyes, whatever it is. And yes, that might be surface. Of course, people are usually saying like, you're such a beautiful soul. 
but they, they're not here. They're not listening to them. They're not accepting yeah. those compliments yeah. or what God's telling them. Instead, they're hearing the one comp, the one negative thing that was said That's to them. It. And I think we have to keep reminding ourselves, like, what? Who else is speaking truth into your life that you believe? Right about right. you. A, you know, and I think a lot of times we're not we're not willing to accept those things. The, the yeah. good, right? We yeah. want to take the negative, and we don't want to focus on all the goodness that people keep telling us we're, you know, speaking into us, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I want to mention one other thing, like many people that struggle with body image and body confidence, um, have had trauma, have had actual traumatic experiences, emotional, physical abuse, and that has led to unhealthy habits that again, it has a knock on effect in our bodies. And so if that's you, those are things that a professional counselor, um, you know, a prayer counselor can help you with. And I strongly urge you to get to the root of those things because then it's like when you're set free from those, then you actually get more freedom to choose for yourself. What kind of life do I want to live? I'm not going to let those traumas, that past hurt and pain, I'm going to let Jesus into that somehow. He's going to heal that in a way that I could never do on my own. And then I have the freedom to choose healthier things for my life. So yeah, I always, I always am a big proponent for, you know, mental health professionals for sure. hundred percent. And I'm, a, I'm actually really glad you brought that up because, you know, over the last year and a half, when I've done interviews, even on my other podcast, when I've talked to some people about this, right? Like that all of us have some instances from childhood or beyond yeah. that have created certain, um, struggles, trauma, fear, you know, thoughts, stories. But then of course, some of us have, you know, even more, you know, trauma or whatnot. And, but I think a lot of people, they may know they have the thing, you know, what they went through, but we don't always understand the connection. And so I really brought that up and said, you know, like we can get help for those things. And sometimes there is a connection, right? Between our, our, often our habits and something that's happened to us in the past. So I'm really glad you brought that up and that that's, you know, that they're not alone because all of us have gone through something and some of us have gone through, you know, a lot of more hard things, but there is help. There are people here to lift you up and and help you uh, heal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's super important that we just, we take the stigma off of it. We make it normal um, that people need help. I mean, we don't always know the path out of that moment, right? Of pain. It's like, I know that that's affecting me, but I don't know how to walk away from it. It's just always there. Mm -hmm. And professionals, you know, they have strategies and they have all these wonderful tools that can help us get there. So hundred (laughs) percent. Okay. So can you tell us just how can people um, connect with you online and learn more about your books and this video series that you're releasing and all that good stuff? Yes. Yeah. Well, you can always find me on my website which is jessicacarry.co, so .co. My, my brother just told me that is a country signifier for Colombia. <laughs> so anyways, but it's not .com, just so you know. Uh, and then you can also find me on Instagram. It's jess underscore carry A-Z. Uh, also on Facebook, jessicacarry.co. And all of the things I'll have, the Body Confidence Series will be released across all of those. Um, you can join me there. And with the Body Confidence Series, if you decide you're going to sign up for that, I also will be hosting a private Facebook group with that where we'll do some live Q&A with me and I'll have some special guests coming along for that as well. Oh, so good. Well, thanks for coming on today and talking to us about 
this super important topic that really we should all be talking about a lot more. I love that you're tying the biblical perspective into it. So thanks again for sharing all of your wisdom and, and ideas with us. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. And as we wrap up today, I actually wanted to just share a story of a woman, if you're not familiar with her story, that I think might just inspire you. So the founder of It Cosmetics is Jamie Kern Lima. She's since uh, sold the company, but her road to success, right? To become a billionaire was long and it was hard. And the gist of her story is she's not just a makeup company. She didn't just start as this solopreneur with one product and she did all those things. And it was, it was basically like a foundation or a concealer, but she had rosacea, right? So she had a face condition that made her uncomfortable. You know, it's, I actually have that at this point as well. So it's like red, right? You can get redness or little bumps on your face or your nose. And so when you don't cover it up, you can be self, um, you know, self-conscious of that. And so she created this amazing product that actually covered blemishes or scars or things like that. And people loved it. But when she tried to get the company to actually launch and be successful, she tried to get on QBC and she tried to get into stores like, I think it was Sephora. But what she kept being told was people buy makeup when models fashion it or, you know, show it, showcase it, not when people that look like you show it off. The reason she wanted to show it off is because she's actually someone that has the the type of condition, right? The the flaws or the um, face condition that this makeup was like magic for. But the point is, is she kept being told, uh, you can't model this, right? Or people like, that look like you. What were they talking about? She is a normal and beautiful looking woman. She is not the, a skinny supermodel, you know, that they make look to perfection when they do all of their makeup work, their magic. She is probably an average size, you know, and a beautiful woman, but she doesn't look like a, a model per se. But she believed in her heart. And the stories people were telling her that people wanted to see people like her, like me and you, show how the makeup worked, right? The before and after. So she stayed true to that belief. And eventually she sold out on QVC of all of the products that they had with her showing the product, applying the product on herself. So what I'm trying to say is, you guys, don't let society, don't let culture tell you just because it's been one way and it's been the wrong way, most likely. Keep believing in yourself. Keep knowing that you are beautiful just as you are, even with any tiny improvements or tweaks you might want to make. But believe and understand that you're beautiful right now in your skin, in your body, with your wrinkles or your extra five pounds or whatever you you know, might be bothered by. You're beautiful right now. It's not after this or after that, or that a company doesn't think you can pull it off because of how you look. That is not true. And it's a lie. So like we talked about, get with God on how he sees you in your body. Make sure you remember what is beautiful about your body right now. How strong are you? How capable are you? And, you know, do the journal, right? The body gratitude journal. I think that's an amazing idea. And then in Jamie Kern at Lima's book, Believe It. And then I've talked about this as well. And I think we might've talked about it a little bit on this episode. 
but she keeps what she calls a toolbox, but I call it like an inspiration folder. I just talked uh, last week about this, but all the accolades people have said to you, real life stories, messages, quotes, and prayers that you can pull from to remember how beautiful you are, how you were made, and you were made in the image of God. So keep those things in front of you. Keep them in a desk drawer. Keep them in a notebook. Keep them on your computer. Keep them on your phone. Do not let yourself get knocked down and weary about you, how you look, your body. Don't allow shame and insecurity to keep you from everything God has for you, everything God's made you for in the future he has already ordered to come. So just know you're beautiful and you are so loved. And I just hope that this conversation just blesses you and that it really helps you release any body um, struggles you're having and that you can really begin to have more body confidence. So until next time, have a beautiful week and girl, go look in the mirror and just remember how beautiful you are. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.